Welcome everybody to another episode of the Digital Dreamers Hub podcast. My name is Trudy Danso Ose and I'll be your host for today. Well, today we have an amazing guest. We have worked previously at a tech company. She's also my friend and she is called Renske van der Linde. She is the project manager, labor market and education at Sigra. Last year, she pivoted to a different role and industry by working on her transferable skill. And she's also called the queen of networking. So today we will go, we are going to talk about very interesting career topics, transferable skills, career change and networking. So Renske, I'm very happy to have, to have you here at this episode. How are you feeling today? Hi, Tudy. Thanks so much for inviting me and thanks for the lovely introduction. I'm feeling good. I'm very excited about this. I'm also super excited because we have worked together, so I know what you're good at. And I'm so happy that you're going to share a few of your expertise, I could say, in this uh, in this area. And I'm sure it, it will help other people as well in their job search or even when they're thinking of a career change or a different career direction. So we're going to dive right in because what I really want to know is because you had a role that is the client success specialist role at the tech company that we, we that we work together. But after a while, you did it for, I think, two years, two and a half years. But after a while, you realized that you were ready for something else. So when did you realize you wanted to, you wanted to have a career change in general? Uh, like you said, I was in the role for two years, I think. And I noticed that I was starting to feel a bit too comfortable. I wasn't challenged anymore. And then I thought back of my previous roles, which were very similar roles. Um, so I just felt ready for a shift. And then I guess COVID helped as well because suddenly we were working from home. So the whole social part, like from a job disappeared. So the focus was purely on the job itself. Understandable. Yeah. I, I can imagine that a lot of people had that similar feeling as well, especially when COVID hit, that you really think about your career. Is it fulfilling you? Are you aligned with the company's values? So it totally makes sense. But right now you you have like a project management uh, role in the health industry. Went from a client's success specialist role in the tech space to a project management role in the healthcare industry. How did you eventually know which direction you wanted to take in your career? Were there any tools or processes that that helped you in that that journey? Ooh, that was it was quite difficult so to say because there were lots of things that I liked. Um, but I think one of the processes that I did is just um, looking through job descriptions, like see the jobs that or the tasks that I would like, and then figure out what kind of role that is. Um, and also talking with a lot of people. So, for example, at the company at the time, just reaching out to people who had jobs that sounded interesting. Mm -hmm. um, so just a lot of talking to people. One of the things that I did was um, I made a list of things that give me energy at work and things that draw energy for me or drain okay. energy, sorry. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And just to like physically write that out, see like the tasks that you like or the tasks that you do, but that don't give you any energy. Um, that was really helpful to just see that. And then when I saw the list of things that gave me energy that were all things from side projects. And those side projects were all kind of project management related. So mm. that's how I started 
you know, looking into jobs that had these tasks that apparently yeah. gave, gave me energy, maybe without, I mean, I knew that they did, but I hadn't really uh, seen it. So like in front of me like that. Mm-hmm. So it was yeah. a whole process um, and a whole journey. But And there's lots of things that interest me, but eventually I turned out at this. That's a good tip. I I really love the tip that you shared that you made you made it also very visual by having a piece of paper where you just you know jot everything down that's really draining you and what's giving you energy. I think that's maybe something that's quite overlooked. So it's a very good good tip that you're giving here, Renska. And speaking of project management, like what is it about that role in particular that you were drawn to? Like at that time, and obviously you're doing it now, but what was it back then? Ooh, I think that it was very diverse and I like working with a lot of people. That was also one okay. of the things that really showed up at that list. The list of yeah. things that gave me energy was working with mm-hmm. lots of p- different people, different teams, different departments within the company. So just how diverse it is and the ownership that you can take over your project from okay. beginning to end. Mm. And in that process, how important has it been to acquire transferable skills while, you know, pivoting roles and also a different industry? Because I can imagine you didn't necessarily have the, um, yeah, quote unquote, relevant experience. So how did you build that up? I think they're, they were very important because, I mean, at first it was sometimes look through the job descriptions of the jobs that I would like to do and to see all these experience and all these qualifications that I didn't necessarily have or like not one. Uh, but then I talked to the people that have such a job at my company at the time and also my manager and they said, look, there's lots of skills that you're using now that you can just use. You, just have, you should know how to frame them, so to say, in, in your yeah. CV or in your motivation letter. Um, mm-hmm. and how to utilize them. Yeah, yeah. And also what I want to share with the people listening right now is that you were also part of the inclusion resource group at the tech company. And you started off having a finance lead role, but mm-hmm. then you also got promoted to this amazing role. You had a regional community engage- engagement lead role where you are actually responsible for the whole of uh, EMEA, which is great. Uh, how did that promotion impacted that journey of, you know, going into project management or how did it add on to the transferable skills that you were acquiring? Can you tell us more about that? It, it helped me a lot, I must say, because some of the transferable skills that I was looking at, so for example, presenting or facilitating workshops, you know, communicating with a lot of different people, all those things I could practice, so to say, in my role as an IRG uh, regional lead, while still, you know, having the same feeling of doing it at the company that you already work work at, yeah. but really mm-hmm. building on that. So yeah. it, it worked a lot. It helped a lot. And it was also really fun. That's also why when I discovered like, oh, this is really something that I do like. Uh, mm-hmm. So it's good because it's also a big jump to, to change it- careers. Definitely. And can you share us more examples of how you managed to acquire relevant transferable skills for the project management role? Because for instance, now we touched upon, you know, your IRG uh, uh, roles. What were some other stuff you did to work on that? So I think it all started with um, making a list 
again, I, I like writing things out. So making a list of mm-hmm. skills that I would need for such a role by looking at job descriptions or with speaking to people that have such a uh, job. I made that whole list and uh, spoke with my mentor about it and really tried to set goals for each skill. Like, how am I going to improve on this? And what do I want to acquire? And like break it up into small mini goals, so to say, because otherwise it gets really overwhelming or you can't do it all at once. (laughs) Um, I can understand. (laughs) Yeah. And then, you know, there was just practical things. Like I did a Udemy course, you know, those free Mm -hmm. courses that that, uh, some companies have. I also did an external course, like an impersonal person goals, sorry, course, um, just called project management basics, just mm-hmm. to really have something to show. Yeah. Um, and then on the soft skills, I just use my 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 side projects, uh, practice those, and set small goals for things that I found were daunting but then my mentor could just check up on me and to see if yeah. I should really do and practice them <laughs> really hold you accountable on those things exactly yeah <laughs> exactly good and speaking of mentor and mentorship what is your take on having a mentor while looking to change the direction of your career do you think it's a must-have or do you think it's a nice to have I think it's anyways a must-have for everyone um, okay. I noticed that I've brought up my mentor a couple of times already. So see how mm-hmm. you know important it was for me. But also before I thought or I realized I wanted to change careers, I had a mentor as well just to see how can I develop myself into a certain direction or yeah. just to get a different perspective, you know, especially if you pick someone from another team or a completely different person than you. It's just it's really good to to hear their perspective. And also exactly they are where you are not so preferably if that's true mentors maybe a bit higher up they can mm-hmm. hear about opportunities that you might like and then hopefully like sponsor you so to say so exactly that's a good one that you're mentioning here definitely they are in rooms that you potentially aren't in so they can you know do the evangelism basically yeah. for you <laughs> so how did you manage to find your mentor because I know that, you know, mentorship for a lot of people, whether they have like an entry-level role or they're mid-level or even senior, some people find it very tough to, one, find a mentor and, you know, to really maintain that relationship. They feel like they're practically making advan- taking advantage, advantage of that person, which is not, obviously. So I'm curious to how did you find your mentor and how did you manage to keep that relationship going i found my my mentor at the time at the, at the company at the time there was a program uh, that you could sign up for and that was a pro- program that was you know it was listed somewhere internally but it, it those kind of things aren't always as visible if you okay. don't know about them so i would really say see if your company offers a program like that because i just signed up for that that's how i find a mentor but for example, I was also thinking of asking a uh, a previous manager from another job uh, okay. if she would want to be my, my mentor. That's actually what I'm uh, thinking about to do now. Love this. Thank you for sharing, Renske. So let's also talk a little bit about networking. I know that when people hear hear this word, they either get shivers, like a knot in their <laughs> stomach. They get anxious, sweaty palms, or some people really get like very excited like you. 
So I can remember, like, I'm a witness here. I've seen you, you know, how you build these relationships um, so seamlessly and authentically. So I can definitely say that this is one of your superpowers that you have. <laughs> and I know that some people just, you know, find it very difficult to build a network and to maintain it. So as a queen of networking, if I may ask you, why do you find networking so important? Why is that so important to you, if I, if I may ask? Firstly, thanks for the, the compliment. Uh, I get a bit, bit shocked. <laughs> you know, I think if I think about networking and I see, you know, maybe you're at a conference by yourself and you're networking mm -hmm. with, with a group of people, I don't know, mm -hmm. that sounds daunting to me as well. So the, th mm -hmm. the trick is, I think, to just not think about closing a deal or wanting something from someone mm -hmm. immediately, but just as an yeah. opportunity to get to know people, you know, like yeah. the person behind the role, find yeah. common ground, like just have a nice conversation about work related, or I don't know, I used to love talking about where people live and where they're from, just, yeah. you know, sharing those kind of things. Mm -hmm. And then you see that it's less done because it's more just a conversation one-on-one. -on -one. Exactly, um, exactly. Instead of, I want this and I need this from you now. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. that means like you have to, before you actually need something uh, from someone. Good in a way. point. <laughs> That's a good point because I think th this whole networking thing stresses people out because it has the label network. But I think you're mm -hmm. just explaining it perfectly by saying it's just actually getting to know one another and building that relationship, finding that common ground. So even how you rephrase this gives me already that ease, like, whew, yeah, it's actually not that. You know, obviously, sometimes it gets, it's like, oh, I hope we have something in common. Yeah. But even course, how you, ref yeah, even how you rephrase it, it's like less, I don't know, less um, tricky than the word networking. Yeah. <laughs> if you get what I that, mean. Because that is daunting. <laughs> so, yeah, I guess because it, it does, like you asked, it, it seems to come natural to me because I'm just, I think I'm generally interested in people around in people. me. So, yeah. 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 Not in the networking itself, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. In the in the career space, people will definitely label it the queen yeah. <laughs> networking True. and you are the queen of networking. <laughs> so saying that, how do you so for people that you know really are eager to learn about this? Because I understand that, you know, you have some people that they uh, they find it tricky or they are anxious about it, but they really want to learn how to be more, you know, how to engage in that, in, in the whole networking uh, space. So how do you reach out to people that you don't know within your company, industry, or LinkedIn or elsewhere, let's say an event, how would you, how can you reach out to people that you don't know? Are there some ground rules? There definitely are. So if you know someone or if you work at the same company, then it is often quite easy to just send a message, um, just reach out, try to find common ground. Like I said, like yeah. try to find similarities. Mm -hmm. Maybe you've yeah. attended a presentation together, you know, maybe you're at a conference mm -hmm. and maybe you were at the same workshop. Just try to yeah. like fall back on that and ask them like, Hey, how'd you find this? Um, mm -hmm. if you're just sending a message, just one, like, you know, not in person, but like on the Slack or whatever, you send a message, mm -hmm. 
try to be concise, like introduce yourself, list what you're looking for or like what you want to know if you want to know. Example. For mm -hmm. example, I you know, I searched for people with job with roles that I would like to be in. And then I would say like, Hey, my name is Lenska. I'm in CS now. I would like to transfer towards project management. I see you're in this role. Would you have time to ask, like to answer some of my questions? And then I would suggest the time and then, mm -hmm. you know, be flexible because you kind of want something from them. If, if in that sense, you know, you want something exactly. from them. And yeah. come prepared. Like, check out their LinkedIn, see where they've studied or like what career journey they made. Um, notice every, everything that you notice that you find interesting. Think about a question. So come prepared because you're in the lead. And then I would say, try to read the person because some people are interested in like small talk about things not work related. Mm, I, I yeah. often like that, but some people just... You know, some people don't have lot, lots of time. They have yeah, that's true. jobs and they just, yeah. they would like to help you, but then you just got to be quick and like to the point. Yeah. So those things I would say. And then lastly, stay in touch. So mm. if you come across something that reminds you of them or what you've talked about, send them a quick mes message or give them an update on the, whether you started doing something. Because it's not an on-off thing, you know? That's true. That's true. Yeah. And I really love the fact that you're, you address like the compared part. Um, mm -hmm. I can also recall that sometimes I just try to, you know, I'll, I will introduce myself, but I feel like, oh, you know, um, I'll let that other person lead the conversation or whatever, but it's me approaching them. So I should yeah. come prepared. I should check their LinkedIn page to see if I can find common grounds, you know, I think in the whole research about someone, you can find that thing that maybe connects you both. Exactly. Yeah. And sometimes if, you know, it felt a bit awkward because you also don't want to do a full on interview. You want to have a yeah. conversation, you know, so you, <laughs> exactly. you have to find a balance, but yeah. at least you have questions to fall back on. If, if the other person is just like, I don't know, waiting bit... for you to, to keep the exactly. going. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But as you're saying, and I think it's also a good thing that you're mentioning, also kind of read the room, read the person. You know, the first minute can also tell you a lot about how this conversation will, will lead to or what the person's preferences are. Is this like strictly business or are they okay talking about, you know, other stuff with aside from work? So very good, very good point that you mentioned about yeah, reading the person. Also also, if I can add, just like, don't, don't get demotivated if one conversation isn't great. You know, sometimes mm. you just don't mm -hmm. really have the right click. I've had conversations yeah. mm -hmm. where I, I would be prefer, pre prepared and the person mm -hmm. that I would be speaking with is, you know, busy with their dogs around them, like work from home mm, or like yeah. is, yeah. is like kind of working and you can't really focus. Yeah. Then I don't know, mm. make the best out of it, but sometimes exactly. you just, with someone and some mm -hmm. I guess that's that's part of it yeah good point and also right now you know for, if I can take the Netherlands for example we are basically mm -hmm. I find it hard is it we are out of the pandemic or we are slowly getting ourselves out of the pandemic because you know everything is you know back again we can go to events so I want to look into like 
real events, like not virtual mm -hmm. events, like in-person events. If if you can say, if you can give an advice on whether to go alone or with a friend or with a group in order to network or build a network, would you recommend the person or would you re recommend me to go alone? Or would you say, have your friend tag, tag along? Like, what is your take on that? Good question. If it, remember that we went to that uh, conference once in uh, in Amsterdam. Woman and Tech. Yeah, feels like a long time ago. So I'm <laughs> I know, that, right? Keeping that one in mind. <laughs> um, I think you know it's it. It always feels nicer to go with a friend. Uh, mm. But I think yeah. then it might be good to not be together all the time. Maybe do different workshops True. or do yeah attend different presentations and then try and mingle with the people in your presentation. Um, mm -hmm. And then maybe at lunch, you know, if it's awkward and you can't, can't find anyone to speak to, then you can go back. You to just, your you or... grab your friend. <laughs> Where yeah, are you? Or... <laughs> exactly. But so yeah, it's, it's fine to go together, I think, but just like try to be open as well. You yeah. Know? Um, yeah. Uh, try to be like, have an open body language, I guess, to other yeah, people. That's true. And if someone's sitting at, themselves and you're talking with your friend try to you know say hi to that person and exactly them. exactly good one i love this because i can understand like for for all the listeners right now we went to women in tech amsterdam i think two years ago those conferences are huge like so many people so i can understand that if uh, networking doesn't come natural to you that you know you're like no way that i'm going alone so great tip that you're still saying, you know, you don't have to go alone, but when you have like different presentations or workshops, put yourself out there and tell your friend like, Hey, I'm attending X, you, you know, you go elsewhere. Let's just roam around a little bit. Yeah. I, I can definitely understand that because if I look at myself, I feel like I'm less out there or less social when I'm with a friend mm -hmm. or with a group. I just yeah, like to give normal. my, yeah exactly because i like to give the attention to the people that i'm with right so good good advice here yeah and also what you just briefly mentioned is get yourself out there like that's really important too, because to mm. me you know that doesn't come natural it comes natural one-on-one -on -one, but not in a group you know for example if you're at a presentation and there's a volunteer needed to to do the first exercise like i would never do that uh, <laughs> i really learned at our yeah. previous company that i sometimes it's better to do that because then you get yourself out there and you know then it's easier for True. people just to, to recognize you later on that's true that's and I mean, true most of, and also if that someone else is doing it so <laughs> so it's, yeah it's, i know it's right okay <laughs> like <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> definitely and i think you learn whilst you do it more often, I think the more you do it, the slightly more comfortable you get in, mm -hmm. you know, raising your hand first, like, I don't mind, you know, I'll, I'll go mm -hmm. first. <laughs> because no one has set the bar anyway, so you might as well, like... <laughs> uh, maybe it's even smarter to be the first. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly my point. <laughs> so, Reske, can you also share some experiences about how networking has impacted your career? Because you just mentioned that, you know, you, you don't necessarily think about what you get out from it and it comes naturally mm -hmm. and authentically, but is there 
can you maybe share some things that really has come out from you having that that expertise in networking? Yes, definitely lots. And I think they're on all different levels, you know. So if you start small in my client success role, I've definitely smoothened out processes because I had a network in like other CS reps in other countries and it was easy to reach out. So just improving work processes. But also I I think I in the end it was easier to get the regional role at the IRG that we talked about because I already yeah. had a network there. Mm, and they mm -hmm, knew that I wanted mm -hmm. to develop myself. So yeah, um, they already knew about me. Even though I applied for it myself, yeah. still I think the network helps. Mm -hmm. And then lastly, like definitely a previous company I used to work um and we became friends and we always stayed in touch. And when she then moved to another company and I went to another one, later on, I was looking for a new job and I told her and I ended up at the same company as she was working at. So, um, exactly. Yeah, so you, even a job, like you, you got referred. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. That's like, that's amazing. That's really amazing. <laughs> and that's I also the beauty that can also come from you know, having that network, not mm -hmm. essentially not already thinking of what you're getting out from it, but like when the moment is there, I think it naturally even flows uh, and yeah. it naturally happens. So, yeah. Of course, you still need to do the the work yourself. You know, people, people can't yeah. read your mm. mind. People don't know mm -hmm. if you want to acquire something or do something. So you still have to apply yourself exactly. or ask your network a question, but it, the network definitely has helped me. Thank you so, so much, Renska, for this amazing conversation about, you know, transferable skills, your career change, and also giving us so many practical skills on how to be good in networking. I really love this conversation. Thank you all for listening and tuning in to this episode, and I'll catch you in the next one.